1: We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin lands. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yarraga and Turbal people, whose sovereignty was never ceded. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, lovely people. Welcome to the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today is Rant Monday. For those of you that are new to the show, Rant Mondays is where I share my thoughts, feelings, and opinions about a particular topic I am in desperate need to rant about. And today, like many other Australians out there, I need to rant whew, about a certain man that's frustrating the hell out of me. Prime Minister
0: Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison.
1: Yes. On today's episode, we are talking about good old Scott Morrison. Hashtag Scotty, Scotty Marketing. Scotty for marketing? What is it? Scotty... I really should know this. I'm not even five minutes in and I forget what this even is. Scotty from marketing? Yes, that's right. Scotty for marketing. Good opportunity for creating that hashtag there. But yeah, good old Skoma. That is who we are talking about because... It's been a shit show for ScoMo. Yes. Now, okay, before I start going through some reasons why I'm frustrated with ScoMo, I need to clarify a few things. Firstly, I received some comments about my topic of choice for this week saying that it's a bit mean that I might be focusing on just ScoMo because, you know, he's not as bad as Trump. But the thing is, Trump is such a low standard of a president, of a leader. And if we have that lower standard then for all our other leaders, then they can literally get away with anything. Since Trump literally got away with inciting a riot that killed numerous people. Not a riot, sorry. A terrorist attack, actually. That's better wording. So we can't have that lower standards for our other leaders if we're just comparing them to Trump all the time. So that's the first thing I want to say. The other thing as well, I think it's important that our leaders have a lot of privilege. For people to be the leader of a fucking country, that's a lot of privilege there. You have so much power and if you are supposedly acting upon and representing the people of a country... Yeah, you kind of got to make sure that the actions and beliefs and everything that you do, it reflects what the people of Australia believes and wants you to do. So there's a lot of privilege there. And the thing is as well, similar to Trump, when someone in power does a lot of negative, horrible things and says a lot of negative and horrible things, when there's so much of it, we tend to become numb. When I did an episode with my partner back in January about Trump, There were so many stories about Trump that I had just forgotten about because over the years, I had just grown almost numb to his behavior because there was just so many. So that's why I think it's important we have conversations like this where we bring up the things that have been said and the things that have been done in the past by Scott Morrison because we cannot ignore it. And it's not just a mistake because these things that are said, these things that are done, they affect people's lives. It's not just like, oh, this is a mistake. When you have this much power, you can't just make mistakes like this and just forgive and forget. You, you can't do that. And also the thing is as well, you can't just make mistakes and then keep making the same mistakes again and again and again. That's not mistakes. That's just repeating the same thing over and over again. That's not a mistake. So yeah, that's why I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to take a step back and really look at scott morrison overall not just scott morrison this past week or scott morrison this past month because i do worry that say in a couple of months time or by the end of the year we're just going to forget about for example all these sexual assault allegations that have been happening in parliament that scott morrison says he apparently didn't know about even though there is actual alleged proof that he did we'll go into more of that later but I think it's important that we do remember what has been said and what has been done because I am getting so tired of it. I'm getting so tired of this shit just being pushed under a rug and just... I'm just getting. I'm done. I'm done. I'm frustrated. I'm done. And these past couple of weeks really have made me really want to do this episode because I'm just so sick of his shit and sick of his party's shit. So... That's pretty much this episode. It's just like, I'm sick of ScoMo's shit. Let's talk about it. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So let's get into it, shall we? So before we get into the facts about certain topics that he has spoken about and done, I'm going to quickly go through what what Scromo has been before he was PM. So from 2013 to 2015, he was the Minister for Immigration and Border Protection. And then from 2015 to 2018, he was Treasurer. And then from 2018, Scromo was Prime Minister. So he's been Prime Minister for over two years now. So I just wanted to... Just to get a bit of an idea of, like, he's been in Parliament for a very long time. He's not a newbie. He just hasn't all of a sudden come in here. He's been here for a while and... A lot of this shit has been going on for a while. So I've kind of broken it down into five categories. Now, the topics I'm covering today is literally just the tip of the iceberg of what has been said and what has been done by Scott Morrison. Okay, so I don't want people to be messaging me saying like, oh, you forgot this. Oh, you forgot this. It's just like, I can't include everything. (laughs) That's the thing. I literally cannot include everything. Otherwise, this episode will go for many, many hours. And also, it's just me writing this, producing this. So I can only take on so much, but there are five key categories that I want to look at that I think it's very important that people really, really know what has been said and done by our Prime Minister. Whew, okay, the first one we are going to look at of good old ScoMo is whew, how he has treated the LGBTQIA plus community. Well, okay. Whew, let's get a talking. Okay. So let's rewind back to 2016. And now the year 2016, that's where there was discussions being had about the same-sex marriage survey, or as we all have ingrained in our brains, plebiscite. I didn't even know what a fucking plebiscite was before this was all being discussed. I was just like, what the fuck's a plebiscite? But anyway, that was the year when same-sex marriage was all the talks, and already that was causing a lot of tension in the community and also a lot of fear in the queer community because there was a lot of bigotry and homophobia happening so it was not a good time for the queer community it still isn't now but back then it was very very intense because everyone was just so outspoken about pretty much whether they believe two people in love deserve the right to get married deserve the right to show their love like any other fucking human being but anyway so in 2016 my beloved Penny Wong spoke about the discrimination against LGBTQIA plus political leaders. And she spoke about how they experience discrimination. And she said, because MPs have a platform, people that identify as LGBTQIA plus, they experience a, a great level of discrimination. But Skramo had to interject and make it all about him when she said these comments. So, Skomo obviously was against marriage equality, and when he heard Penny Wong was saying this stuff about discrimination against the queer community, in particular queer MPs, he said that he too also faces hate speech and bigotry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. He said people of very strong religious views they have also been subject to quite dreadful hate speech and bigotry as well it is not confined to one side of this debate fuck off seriously you privileged white middle-aged man what the fuck you are not part of this conversation it's not about you okay Penny Wong here is trying to talk about the fact that the queer community is experiencing discrimination because of the same-sex survey and also just because of general discrimination that the queer community experiences. But no, you privileged white middle-aged man has to make it all about you. No, honey. No. Yes, I do understand that people with strong views may get shit thrown at them. I get that. And I know there's death threats as well, and I'm 100% against that. But do not compare yourself to the level of discrimination that queer people experience. Never, ever, ever do that. That is disgusting. So let's move on with this, shall we? God, this this is just the beginning and I'm already infuriated. Alright, let's keep going. So 2017 was the year that the same-sex survey started going, people started talking about it more, and that was also the year the vote actually happened. So in 2017, Scromer was a big push, was a big pusher for the survey and in particular of a particular option people can say on the survey. He had this whole thing about, it's okay to say no. So during an ABC interview, he told the reporter, my view on this topic is as important as everyone else's. That is why we are having a survey on it. My view is I am voting no it's okay to say no. And people should know that. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. I remember, I remember hearing that on the news that he just had this whole big thing of like, it's okay to say no. It's okay. Fuck off, mate. Really? You're going to make out as if like people, Ugh. okay. I can't, I can't even rant about this. This, this isn't, this isn't even, okay. Anyway. Anyway. So the vote happened. of Australians voted yes. All states and territories voted majority yes to legalizing same-sex marriage. Woo, so amazing. During this time, I went to numerous rallies and I was, oh, an experience I would never forget was being at a rally when the results came in. I didn't go with anyone. I went by myself, which was a lot for me because I've really bad social anxiety and I can't really go to things by myself. So it was a lot for me to go by myself. And, oh, just seeing the numbers come in was just the most beautiful thing. Everyone was hugging each other and it was just so so beautiful. It was just such a beautiful moment. I will never forget it. It was just such a beautiful beautiful day for the queer community. Just oh, long overdue, that's for sure. But anyway, so it was a beautiful moment. All this stress over all these months about the survey and all these fucking campaigns seen on TV, seen on posters about religious freedom, all that bullshit. It was finally over. But then it came to the final vote on same-sex marriage in Parliament. So, of course, Parliament majority agreed with the Australian public and said yes. But, hmm, not everyone voted. Guess who decided To not even vote. ScoMo. Along with his friends, Tony Abbott and Barney B. Joyce, of course. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. After all these months of campaigning for this survey to happen, he didn't even vote. He walked out of Parliament and wouldn't even put his name to his opinion. That is such an insult to the millions of Australians that voted and had to endure grotesque campaigns calling for same-sex marriage to not be legalized in Australia. That is such an insult on them. And the same thing as well. So at this point in time, ScoMo was the treasurer. So he was the head of the budget. He allocated $160 million to this plebiscite. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was a big campaigner during the entire postal survey for everyone to go vote and that it was okay to vote no. Yet, when it was his time to vote, he didn't even have the guts to actually vote and put his name to the no vote because he knew that he would lose. What the actual fuck? I totally forgot about this. And when I was doing my research today and I found out about that, I was so... (sighs) so fucking angry like that's just you put all those people through all that shit all those campaigns like I remember seeing those fucking ads they were horrible all the posters like literal homophobic campaigns and you didn't even have the guts to vote piece of shit Whew, and the and the drama doesn't stop there with uh scomo's beliefs and treatment to the lgbtqia plus community mm-hmm So let's uh, fast forward a bit to 2019. Remember in 2019, there was a certain man all over the news because he said disgusting, homophobic, sexist comments on his social media page, Israel Falau. Remember him? And remember one of the things he said? Gay people should apparently go to hell? Well, Morrison commented on this. He said that Israel Falau was a good man. Because he was standing up for his faith. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Our Prime Minister condoned a man for saying gay people should go to hell. So this is what he had to say about Israel Folau. This is his exact words. He wouldn't have wanted to intend to have offended or hurt anyone, but that's very much against the faith that he feels so passionately about. But I think he's shown a lot of strength of character in just standing up for what he believes in. And I think that's what this country is all about. Alright, so apparently it shows a great strength of character if someone stands up for what they believe in. Okay, Skomo, I believe that you are an asshole. Is that okay to say? I'm just standing up for what I believe in. That's it. Uh Uh-huh. And what the fuck to say, oh, his faith is so much about not hurting people or offending people, yet he's using, yet Israel Folau was using his faith to offend people, to offend people and hurt people. And what the fuck? Excuse me. Ooh, okay. And again, in 2019. 2019 was a very homophobic year for ScoMo. <sighs> So he was asked by a reporter if he supported gay marriage now that it was 100% legalized. He says that people should just get on with their lives as it's the law now. He said, it's always been something that has informed how I live my life and seek to care for and support others. That's what I seek to do. You know, none of us are perfect. None of us are saints in that respect. We try to do what's right and we try to do what's best. And that's always sought to guide me in terms of my own personal faith. Excuse me. So let me rewind a bit. None of us are perfect. None of us are saints in that respect. So are you saying that people that are gay that get married, you're saying that that's not very saintly? Excuse me? (laughs) What the fuck? So you're saying like for people to be saintly, they have to be straight and apparently an asshole just like you. What the fuck? And also, I don't think it's really a compliment to say that someone is good if they're saintly. Okay, have you looked at fucking Mother Teresa? She has got a lot of issues there. That's for another episode. But, what the fuck, ScoMo? And lastly, even though I know there's many, many more things he has said and done that's against the queer community, I had to make sure I include on this podcast episode, is Skirmo's big fight for the religious discrimination bill. So for several years now, he's been fighting for this bill. It's been put on the back burner due to COVID-19, but there's been several drafts. Essentially what the bill means, it will give everyone the license to discriminate based on religious beliefs. Oh. So apparently SCOMO reckons it's a good idea for people to be able to to discriminate against others because of their religion. What? What What country do you want us to live in? What the fuck? You literally going to make this legal? So you're saying, for example, like... I don't know, like an employer, if they find out that their employee is gay, then they they can fire them? Or you're saying that a doctor can say no to a woman having an abortion because of their religion? You're like, what, what the fuck? It's just literally allowing discrimination. You want a law that allows discrimination. That's literally going against everything that we're meant to be about. Hopefully people fight this because this is gonna really, really damage a lot of women, a lot of people in the queer community, a lot of people with disabilities. Like it's just just fucked up. Alrighty, we we're only up to we're only up to topic two. This is gonna be a long episode, sorry to say guys, but when it comes to scurmo, i need to include a lot. Mm-hmm. Topic two is all about climate change. I really had to condense this down because there's a lot to say about ScoMo and climate change. So if you want more on this, make sure you give it a Google. Ow, sorry, that was my knee. I'm in the cupboard recording right now and it's very hot and sweating, but I'm committed for this course to let everyone know how much ScoMo has disappointed us. So, ow, my knee hurts now. Okay. All right, ScoMo and climate change. I think the best point to kick off this topic would be to 2017 when Scromo decided to bring a lump of coal into Parliament to show everyone that there's nothing to be afraid of, a little coal.
2: This is coal. Don't be afraid. The Don't be scared. The Treasurer you. knows the rule on props. It's coal. It was dug up by men and women who work and live in the electorates of those who sit opposite. From the Hunter Valley, as the member for Hunter would know. It's coal that has ensured for over 100 years
0: that Australia has
2: enjoyed an energy competitive advantage that has delivered prosperity to Australian businesses and has ensured that Australian industry has been able to remain competitive on a global market. Those opposite have an ideological, pathological fear of coal. There's no word for colophobia officially, Mr Speaker, but
1: that's the malady that afflicts those opposite. What a fucking tosser. What a tosser! You literally brought coal into Parliament to show everyone that it's nothing to be afraid of? I'm sorry, but isn't all our ecosystems collapsing? A literal report has come out in the past couple of days saying that 19 of the 20 Australian ecosystems are collapsing and and are unlikely to recover. So this includes Great Barrier Reef, the Ningaloo Reef, Mangrove Forest, Murray-Darling River. But no, coal is fine. It's just a piece of rock. It's okay. It doesn't cause any harm. You know, who cares about climate change? Who cares about global warming? There's nothing, there's nothing to fear of it. Fucking tosser. And even in 2020, he still would not say if Australia was going to commit to having net zero carbon emissions by 2050 unlike many other countries around the world like does he not realize that he is failing us we are doomed (laughs) if all these other countries are trying to commit to having zero carbon emissions and you're just focused on fucking coal oh my god that's just it's just so fucked up so fucked up like just get your shit together
0: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too
1: then leads on to topic three. This is kind of like part two of topic three, but no, this is kind of like part two of topic two, but I think it kind of needs to be a topic of itself. And that is bushfires. Oh my God. I had to do a lot of research about the bushfires because there is a lot, a lot I've forgotten about with the bushfires. Scotty, 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 Scotty. All right. Now Scott Morrison and bushfires. Mm Hmm. Let's rewind back to 2009 because I think it's very important that I showcase these comments Skomo said about a certain leader and their reaction to the bushfires. So in 2009 there was the Black Saturday fires, and Scott Morrison was very critical of the Victorian Police Commissioner Christine Nixon because she went for a, she went out for dinner or she. I don't know, she went went for dinner during the Black Saturday fires. And he criticized her for this, for going out to dinner while there was Black Saturday fires. But then, in late 2019, he went on vacation to Hawaii while Australia was up in flames. Yet he said he only went because he made a promise to his kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Bringing his kids into it. Blaming them, essentially. Saying, oh, because I'm a father and I have kids. Oh, that was some foreshadowing to 2021. That's for fucking sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when he did come back... Actually, firstly, firstly, it's very important to say he went to Hawaii quietly. He didn't even announce that he was in Hawaii. Everyone just had suspicions that he went to Hawaii. And then this photo came out of him in a Hawaiian t-shirt. Everyone's just like, that's Sky Mo. Where is he? Why is he on Australia? Well, everyone's up in flames right now. Mm-hmm. And like, so he had to then later announce and say like, oh yeah, I'm in Hawaii. You all found out. Oops. So then when he came back, whoo, all hell broke loose. I was... It was so terrifying to see Australia up in flames, but it was so great to see that people were not standing for his shit. I'm going to show you some clips of people not standing for his shit, because this will always be in my brain. How come we only had four trucks to defend our town? Because our town doesn't have a lot of money, but we have hearts of gold, Mr. Prime Minister. Nah, you're an idiot, mate. You
0: really are. You're never getting any votes down here, buddy. You You're an idiot. liberal here? Nobody.
1: No You're liberal votes. You are out, us. son. You are out. Good night,
0: night
1: Lena. You you Bye. What, no, what about, about the people what who are are
0: British. Are British. The What, the what do? Do? about
1: the people who have no
2: nowhere to live? You're not welcome. Every single time this area has a flood or a fire, we get nothing. If we were Sydney, if we were North
1: Coast, Thank we would love. be flooded Thank with donations, with ur- emergency relief. Four yeah. times! Big shout-out to those people that called out ScoMo for doing little to nothing to help the communities affected by the bushfires. Just, oh... Bravo! Honestly, like I wish I had the guts. I wish I had the guts to call out the PM in person. Like that takes a lot. So it honestly, I remember seeing it all over the news. These stories about, for example, him forcing handshakes and just trying to be like, oh look at me, I'm helping people. These people had no homes. They lost their businesses. They lost their animals. They lost their family. They lost their friends. And you think by driving around in your fancy car and trying to force sh- force handshakes out of people, that's going to make their day? No. You needed to actually do your job. (laughs) Do your fucking job. Don't just worry about PR. That's why I'm so glad Batuta Advocate um, started the whole trend. Uh, Scotty Marketing. Is it Scotty? Yeah, Scotty from Marketing. Honestly, Batuta, I love you. Actually, another side note, Batuta, you are amazing. If any of you are not following Batuta, do it. Do it right now. The greatest thing ever. I need to have someone from Batuta on this podcast or in my website. I swear. I love them so much. They just bring me so much joy and they just call out the bullshit that's in Australia media right now. They really do. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, we're not even... Okay, we're now halfway through. We're halfway through now. There's two topics left. I'm already so angry right now. I'm sweating even more in this little tiny cupboard, but I'm going to persist because I'm cranky.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: All righty, and we're back. Topic four. Ooh, ScoMo, this is not a good one for you. you yeah, this is not a good one for you. This is about ScoMo, what ScoMo has to say about Indigenous people. Now, Again, like I said earlier on, there is probably a whole lot more ScoMo has said and what ScoMo has done for to the Indigenous people, because there is a lot of bad stuff that he has done. But again, I can't have this podcast go on for hours and hours. I'm sweating already in my little tiny closet right now. So I want to just get through the main important things that people need to know. Anyway, let's get cracking to what ScoMo has said about Indigenous people, because it's uh, it's not great. Not really great. So in 2020, Scott Morrison said Australia has no history of slavery. Ooh, 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 ooh. mate, mate, mate! Read the room, read the fucking room. Hmm. And that was not all that he said. In 2020, he said during the beginnings of colonization, or as he calls it, settlement, it was a brutal place for his forefathers and foremo- and foremothers that were on the first and second fleets. Oh, skirmary. Oh, my God. How can someone be so ignorant? How? How? Honey, literally, all you have to do is Google Aboriginal slavery. And there are hundreds of pictures of Aboriginals as slaves. They have fucking chains around their necks. Do you really think they wanted that? No. No, us white people fucking massacred them and took over their land and stole their fucking children. But you think there's no history of slavery? What? Like, if even if you might think like, oh, maybe there might not be slavery, I don't know. Maybe have a Google... Just Google it, okay? We have Google. Google is the greatest thing that's ever come to this earth, okay? It is it is a beautiful, beautiful thing, Google. Don't you dare say, you privileged middle-aged white man, don't you dare fucking say, Oh, there was no there was no history of slavery. Don't you What? You piece of shit. You piece of shit. Now I'm not aware if he apologized or not and if he actually then said, Oh yeah, no slavery did a does does actually exist. I'm not sure if he has or not, so I'm not gonna say that he hasn't, but I couldn't find it anywhere that he apologized for making shit up. That's what Trump does. Trump makes shit up. Like, I'm like shaking right now because this is... Ugh. Okay, but I don't think he really learned his lesson about uh doing a little Google Mate, okay? Do you not know how to find Google? Honestly, just... Okay, anyway, in 2021, he said some more horrible things about the colonization of Australia. uh uh-huh. And the massacring of the Aboriginal, Aboriginal people. He said, Australia is all about acknowledging... Australia Day is all about acknowledging how far we've come. Hmm. When those 12 ships turned up in Sydney all those years ago, it wasn't a particularly flash day for the people on those vessels either. Hmm. What that day to this demonstrates is how far we've come as a country, and I think that's why it's po- it, and I think that's why it's important to mark it in that way. What? 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 You saying that it wasn't a particularly flash day for the people colonizing another group of peoples, another country? It wasn't a particularly flash day for them. It probably also wasn't a particularly flash day for the people being massacred and having their homes, their land being taken over. What the actual fuck? This is just, so obviously his 2020 comments saying that Australia day, that Australia has no history of slavery. Obviously he still fucking believes that because he's, cause he seems to fucking believe that the first settlers didn't really have a great life because they were taken over another person's country. And that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. It's very, very tough. You piece of shit. The Aboriginal people out there hearing you say that, not even recognizing the pain that they are still experiencing. Like, like there are people out there that are part of the stolen generations. They're still experiencing that pain. And then there's also as well intergenerational trauma and you're just no acknowledgement of that whatsoever. And then as well, ScoMo has said in the past that indigenous people are great overcomers and they're thriving. You, (laughs) they're thriving. So why is it that indigenous people are imprisoned 12 times the rate of non-indigenous people? And why is it then that 3 in 10 indigenous people don't feel safe going to a fucking healthcare provider when they are sick and in need of treatment? They have experienced centuries of torment and you're saying that they're thriving? They're not experiencing any other trauma? They're not experiencing any intergenerational trauma? They're not experiencing any inequality? Go and fuck yourself. Whew, I'm getting I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting... Sorry, I'm talking about my sweating so much in this episode. I don't know if I'm sweating because I'm getting very passionate about what I'm talking about right now. Or if it's because it's like 35 degrees and I'm like sweating. And I'm like in this teeny tiny cupboard. I don't know. But I'm just very cranky right now. Ooh, I'm going to need a glass of wine after this. Or I'm going to need to just watch some RuPaul's Drag Race. Or watch just some really nice things so I can... Try to get out of my head how much of an arrogant asshole we have as a leader. Okay. Alrighty. We are up to number five. The last topic that I really want to talk about with Scott Morrison. And you probably already know what topic it is because it's a topic that has been... It's a topic that has been spoken about in Parliament for the past couple of weeks because of the toxic culture there. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about SCOMO's respect for women and the toxic work culture in Parliament. Now, before we begin on looking at this past month on the discussions of Parliament, I want to go back to 2020 and this very, very disgusting moment when SCOMO interrupted a woman that was asked about toxic work culture in Parliament.
2: Miss Ruston, can I ask you, as as a woman in, in the government... Uh, your reflections on, on, on the culture I- inside, has it got better, worse, or no change since the, the bonk ban era? Well, Phil, the only thing that yeah, I can... Sorry, that... How this ban is referred to, I think, is quite dismissive of the seriousness of the issue, Phil. Um, and I would ask media to stop referring to it in that way. We took it very seriously, and I think constantly referring to it in that way dismisses the seriousness of this issue. It's a very serious issue. Thanks, Anne. What are your impressions on the Colour?
1: Well, well, Phil, I mean, obviously I can only reflect on my own experience since I've been in this place, since 2012, and and I have to say that I have always felt wholly supported while I've been here. Uh, And I'd particularly note that, you know, since becoming a member of the Cabinet and a member of the ERC, there is nobody who's provided me more support and shown greater respect towards me as
0: an individual than the Prime Minister.
1: Yep, that is Scott Morrison, a middle-aged white man, interrupting a woman, Anne Rustin, when she was asked by the press about the toxic culture in Parliament and the treatment of women in Parliament. And she was interrupted by ScoMo when the question was directed at her. Ooh. That has to be so angry. Like, oh. Anyway. Anyway. No, we are at a twenty twenty one. Now, I do want to say there is obviously going to be discussion about sexual assault so If this part is triggering, maybe stop the podcast for now. We're nearing the end of the podcast episode. If any of this is triggering, please contact one eight hundred Respect or contact Lifeline at thirteen eleven fourteen. For those of you that might be overseas or that might not have been consuming as much news lately this past month, a woman named Brittany Higgins was allegedly sexually assaulted by a man in Parliament House in twenty nineteen. And nothing was done. Nothing was done at all. And since then, the man that allegedly sexually assaulted her, four other women have come forward and said they too were assaulted by that same man. And now there's all this talks about whether Scott Morrison knew. But I'm going to play this report that was done by the project. And, like... You say what you want to say, but I personally believe, in my opinion, Scromo fucking knew. He knew. He knew about this.
2: It's the question that just won't go away.
1: Have you misled the Australian Republic or has your office misled
0: your here?
2: I, I certainly have not. I've sought to be as as open and honest as I can be about this matter. New text messages contradicting the PM's claims his office didn't know about Brittany Higgins' alleged rape until last Friday. My office became aware of the allegations of a sexual assault on the 12th of February of 2021. The messages between Brittany and another Liberal staffer who she'd confided in show him offering to reach out to the PM's office, later checking back in to say, spoke to the PMO, He was mortified to hear about it and how things have been handled. He's going to discuss with Chief of Staff. The date? April 3, 2019.
1: It's just how on earth can, like, it's it's just crazy to think that out of all the places in Australia, a man can rape a woman in Parliament House and get away with it. What the fuck does that say about Australia and the treatment towards women? That a man can fucking sexually assault a woman in Parliament House where there's all this security. Okay, and obviously I have to say in my opinion, I can't because otherwise I might get in trouble. But in my opinion, you knew, ScoMo, you knew about this. That poor woman has been treated like shit and treated like she was the one that made a mistake, that this is her problem, that this is a political problem because she was sexually assaulted by another, by by a member of Liberal Party, that it's her fault. And she got pushed to another job because, you know, she's too much of a problem. And then she even got brought back, she even got brought back into the room where she was assaulted. So Scromo, this is your problem. This is your party. You are the leader. You have the privilege to be a leader of a party, to be a leader of our country. This is your problem. It'd be like someone that's ahead of a business. If there is this toxic culture, if they find out that their employees are getting sexually assaulted by one another, that's on them to sort that shit out, to see why that is happening, because it should not be happening. A workplace needs to be safe, not a place where it's the safest place to get raped. And then to make matters worse, you then had to say that you then sympathize with the woman because Jenny spoke to you and said that if you look at it from a father's perspective and think of it, imagine if she was one of your daughters, imagine how bad it would be.
2: Jenny and I spoke last night and she said to me, you have to think about this as a father first. What would you want to happen if it were our girls? Jenny has a way of clarifying things, always has.
0: You said this conversation when we came
1: home and you had it with Jenny, mm. you thought about it as a husband and a father. Mm. Shouldn't you have thought about it as a human being? What happens if men don't have a wife and children? Would, you, would they reach the same compassionate conclusion?
2: Well, look. In my own experience, being a husband and a father is central to me, my human being. (laughs) So I I just can't follow the the question you're putting. You didn't think yesterday, as a leader of this country, that it was a crime you had to take? I did, and said so yesterday. I discussed it with Jenny, she had seen it, and we discussed it. That's how we deal with these things.
1: And people wonder why women do not come forward. People wonder why rape survivors do not come forward. That is why that is why because it takes a man to become a father to apparently have sympathy for someone that has been raped so what about people that don't have children do they then not know how to have sympathy for sexual assault survivors is that what it, like what the fuck you honestly have to look at britney higgins from a father's perspective to have any kind of sympathy towards her That's just... Honestly, Skymar, it is disgusting. (laughs) Because the thing is, you are a leader. You are meant to be representing Australia in a good, positive way. You're meant to represent us as a whole. I don't want you as my leader if this is what you represent. I'm like shaking right now. (laughs) I'm so angry. I'm just... I was debating on whether to do this episode because I thought, look, Scott Morrison, he's human. He makes mistakes. That's what I just had in my head. I was just like, look, I can't be too mean. But... No. No. I'm sick of seeing the media kiss his fucking white ass because he's the prime minister. I'm sick of seeing people forget about the shit that he has done. I'm sick of people thinking that, oh, he's not as bad as other leaders like America's previous president, Trump. We can't have such low standards of leadership, okay? We cannot. And now, just recently, an anonymous letter was sent to Scott Morrison saying that one of the cabinet members raped someone in 1988 and last year committed suicide. This needs to be fixed. Scott Morrison, it's up to you to fix this, okay? Women are getting sexually assaulted and dying, okay? This isn't a mistake. This is up to you now. You need to change this work culture. You need to stop interrupting women and let them speak. You need to actually do something, okay? I really, really, really need you to step up your game because you have let us down and I know some people might say oh I'm being harsh but no he has a privilege to be our leader that is a privilege it takes a lot of privilege to be where he is and it is his job it is his job to represent Australia and right now all he is doing is disrespecting women being homophobic to the queer community being racist And ignorant towards Indigenous people, being ignorant about climate change, and disrespectful to people that have been affected by the bushfires. Enough is enough, ScoMo. Get your fucking shit together. Whew. Sorry, that was a bit of an intense episode, everybody. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna have a drink now. I'm gonna... Maybe have a donut now. I'm going to maybe watch some drag race to make my brain feel a bit better about all the intensity happening right now. But I'm glad I did this episode. I really am because I just had these thoughts swirling around in my head and I just needed to let it out. I needed to rant. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm sorry that things got a bit intense there, but it needed to be said. I really needed to let this out. I really needed to rant and really express my frustrations with this fucking leader i really needed to so again thank you for staying throughout this entire episode if you enjoyed this episode please leave a review every share every rating and every review helps grow this podcast i'll be in your ears again on thursday i'm your host Demi lynch stay nasty everyone.